Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Good morning. Hi. I am so happy you are here. I'm Kelly Shoup. Today, we are going to talk about power struggles. Do any of you deal with battles in your household where your child is refusing to cooperate, refusing to listen, blatantly defying you, saying no, shaking their head all the time because they are not going to do what you want them to do. This is a power struggle. And this is what we are going to talk about today. And I want to give you comfort to know you are not alone if you are experiencing this with your young kids. In fact, I help parents all the time with this very thing. So let's learn some new ways to deal with this situation, I'm going to give you three new things um, for how to deal with power struggles. Okay, the first thing I want you to know is healthy parenting is not about power, control, instant obedience, no questions asked. Now, I do understand that it is easiest to operate like that. Easier for parents. Easier to get out the door. Things flow better. Nobody's um, countering you. Nobody's giving you any pushback. Like everybody's doing exactly what you want and that works for you. Now, in this moment, at this stage with with young kids, this would be great. But here is the thing. That parenting journey is a long process. We are going to spend, you know, 18 to 20 years growing our kids into the God-given person they are to be. And so what makes sense today and what makes your life easier in this moment today is not necessarily the best thing for your kids long term. And it's also not best for you long-term as their parent, because if you have a child who all they do is do exactly what their parent says, they, they don't feel connected to their job, to their parent. They feel like I'm just a robot. I do what I'm told. I put on the clothes that are set out in the morning. I just do what I'm told. That's, That's not a good space for a child to be. That's not an opportunity for connection, for partnership, for family bonding and contribution. And that is not why God put us on this earth within a family. And I'm always going to take you back to my Catholic faith, my upbringing, and I'm always looking at What is the example from from God? And 
God for sure made us to be in community and connected to others. The highest ideal that we see is a community, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is a community there. There is connection there. That is our example to follow. And so we are not made to have power over our kids. We are made to be in community, connection, and partnership with our kids. So I will always support, facilitate, encourage, guide, come up with unique paths for the families that I work with and the kids. And that is my job. And I see things in steps and skills. So parents find me because they're like, okay, I want to connect. How do I connect with my kids when all I have is a power struggle going on? How do I connect with somebody who's telling me no, shaking their head, running away, won't take a bath? I can help you in simple steps on a path that is unique to your family, how your family functions, what is best for you and your kids. I do it all day, every day. So the first way I'm going to help you today understand is that, well, first I want to tell you what a child is actually saying in their behavior that is shaking their head, no, 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 running away, Um, refusing, disagreeing, not answering all the stuff that looks like misbehavior, looks like bad behavior from your child. This is what your child is actually saying in regard to a power struggle. Your child is telling you, I want to have a say in my life. I want to choose. For me, I want to make the choice. I want to use the brain that God gave me to make a a decision for me about things that affect me. Sometimes this is so like shocking to parents. And if I ask them, do you like to choose what clothes you wear in the morning? They do. Do they like to choose what type of food they eat? They do. We make so many choices all day long, but for some reason there's a disconnect for some parents and they think, well, when they're older, of course they'll make those decisions. But when they're young, they don't need to. And I need to shift that thinking because here is the reality. It's a learning process. And so you have to start little when you are little, to make little choices and little decisions about you that feel good, land correctly, rightly in your body, your nervous system with you. And then as you grow, you'll make decisions, bigger decisions, more important decisions. But it starts now. It starts at these really young ages. And your um, God designed it that way. Like we are wired for autonomy. We are wired to decide things for ourselves. 
And so kids at certain times will exhibit more independence or more need for that autonomy. That is healthy, age-appropriate development. That is God-designed way that they are acting. And so I'm not going to fight it. In fact, I'm going to roll right with it because I understand that when I'm going with the flow of how God designed a child to develop, that is the easiest way for both me and them. Okay. So we're not going to control and be all about power. We're going to do the opposite. We're going to give choices. Okay. Let's talk about what those choices are going to look like, because this also can get parents' heart rate up when I say choices. They're thinking, this child's going to be able to do whatever they want, and that's going to drive me crazy. I can't know. I just want to control. Okay, so here's the thing. You're going to give lots of choices about things that you care nothing about. So many choices about things that are inconsequential to you. Do you want to use a blue cup or a red cup? Do you want me to cut up your broccoli or do you want to eat it when it looks like a tree still? Do you want to walk in front of me or behind me as we go out the door to school? Do you want to sit on this side of the car or that side of the car today? Can you see I'm giving lots of choices that I care absolutely nothing about. I don't care if they use a red cup or a blue cup. They're still getting water. They're still getting hydrated. I'm still taking care of the care and safety of my child. I don't care which side of the car they sit on. Our two car seats back there, they're exactly the same. I don't care. So it's lots and lots of choices that they get to pick. And here is the thing. When you let them pick about all these little inconsequential things to you, that feels like such a big win to them. So they are thinking, oh, I got to pick that and I got to choose that and I got to do this and I got to do that. So when they're choosing all these things that mean nothing to you, when you go in the evening and say, it's time for a bath, guess what? They're probably going to say, okay, cool. I'm okay with that. Because I just chose what book I'm going to read, what color of pajamas I get to put on after bath time. Like, do you see how giving the choices makes a child feel like they have lots of power and control? And we want them to experience that. That is healthy development. But we also want to do it in a way that... We are getting what we need for them accomplished. Of course, they're getting a bath. Of course, they're going to bed at the exact same bedtime that has always been. But I'm just giving them 17 choices about what book, where they're going to sit, what side of the bed do they want me to read the story on. I mean, I promise you, parents, I can exhaust a child with inconsequential choices. In fact, I've had a little girl say to me, I'm tired of picking. I'm tired of picking. That's a good spot to be. She's like, you pick. But it was about a thing that 
I was not going to let her pick on because she was so tired of choosing all the other stuff. So when I said it was time to go to bed, she was like, okay, let's go. I'm exhausted. So that's what I want to help you parents create is lots of choices about things that you care nothing about. And it will cause the power struggles to disappear pretty much is what my experience is. And I do have to often help parents get kind of like the first started. Here would be the top 25 ways you could give a choice in your morning routine or something else specifically. But you parents are so incredibly capable, smart, savvy in regard to your kids. So you figure it out so fast. So choices. The next thing that we're going to give is freedoms to your child if power struggles are driving you nuts. Now, again, parents get really uptight when I talk about how many freedoms we're going to give their child. And know that the freedoms that we're giving, the freedom to pick a toy, the freedom to um, not get dressed on Saturday morning, the freedom to um, play in the garage for 15 minutes without somebody there. Like all of these freedoms that we're giving, every single freedom has a boundary around it. And that boundary is the firm constraint that the parent is holding to allow the freedom to take place. And so, you know, me saying freedom does not mean all bets are off. Your child's going to get to do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. No, absolutely not. We are going to hold very firm boundaries, but allow within those boundaries, your child to have some say in what it looks like. Again, this is incredibly healthy learning. So I challenge parents and help parents expand their definition of what learning looks like with their young child. A lot of times a parent associates learning with school, academics, books, math, reading. That is not learning. In fact, in my opinion, again, it is the least important part of learning for a child. So we want your child to learn, do they like to get out of bed and put their pajamas on first thing in the morning in case they want to go play outside? Or do they want to leave their jammies on, but then they might miss an opportunity if dad's going out to work in the yard because they're not dressed. So we're giving the freedom for them to learn about themselves, to know themselves, and to register what is happening in their body when they have this freedom. Does this feel good? Does this not feel good? And back to choices. When they made this choice, did that land in their sensory system with their nervous system? How did that feel to them? We want them to know themselves, right? We want them to know that they can handle some freedoms of to do this or to do that and to explore and be curious. All of this is really good, healthy development. Okay, the last thing after boundaries, actually, let me tell you, um, 
There's a quote by Brene Brown in her new book called Atlas of the Heart, which I absolutely love. It is so fantastic. It talks about all these emotions, all kinds of things that all of us need to be teaching our kids about the different emotions, belonging, connection, conflict. So good. But in her book, she gives a quote of what boundaries are. And I love it. It's not by her. It's by um, Prentice Hemphill. But it is, boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. So with boundaries, we are giving our kids freedom to do something within the constraint of honoring me as their parent. So I'm letting them have freedom to play within the integrity of my parenting, that they are safe. I'm not letting them play in the street. They don't have freedom to play in the middle of the night outside in the street by themselves. Does that make sense? So I'm, again, creating these boundaries because it creates safety. And kids will, they like knowing there are boundaries. It seems the opposite. It seems like they do not want any, but it it's really, they need them. They feel safer. They feel loved. They feel, um, again, just there is a container for them. And that feels really safe and really good. And so that's what we're creating for our kids. Boundaries. Okay, last thing. Third thing. Help and contribution. In order to decrease the power struggles with your kids, allow them to be a part of the flow and functionings of your everyday routine. It is so incredibly huge for their development, for their autonomy, for their self-worth to know I contribute to my family. I do help. I can do things. I can add value. And I want parents to really understand this. So, so important. So let your kids help. Let them help. Yes, it is going to be messy. Yes, your kitchen table is not going to get wiped off with every crumb gone. But do you know what? Your seven-year-old loves to help. That allows them to think, oh, I get some control here. I have a little bit of say in what's going on. And that is, again, incredibly healthy. And so allow them to do little things. Know from the get-go, your mindset should be, they're helping me do the seven-year-old version of wiping off the kitchen table. I'm not expecting it to be the version I could do with a fully adult functioning brain and with a fully developed, grown, mature body. And so, parents, you have to adjust your expectations to that. And when you do, it's absolutely amazing the, um, the way your kids feel and the way that they respond to you. And I hear back all the time. Um, I had a voicemail earlier this week that was like, Okay, we have been giving our son choices for 12 hours, and it is incredible 
how the battles have disappeared. I can't, I mean, like never in their wildest dreams did they think that doing the opposite of what they thought would work was having the easiest, best effect. And so that's what I want to help you parents do. You are smart. You will figure it out. It is totally doable. Summertime is the perfect time to incorporate these new things of choices, boundaries, and help. And I am so happy to help you do this. One thing I want to say of how I would do it in the first weeks with summer, you know, kids get out of school in a week and then you've got summer starting. What does that boundary look like for you if you're like, oh my goodness, I'm stressed. I don't know what I'm going to do. They need to be busy. They need to, we need to have structure. I absolutely understand that as a mom with multiple kids. Here's how I would deal with this. This is to give you an idea. And I have hundreds of ideas. I worked with hundreds of families over the years. And so any knowledge and intel that I have up here from my parenting, any of the experiences that I've that I've had with other families, I want to share it with you if it will help make your job easier. So I would approach the summer with the first week of kind of a free-for-all. Now, not a free-for-all like we're going to play in the street in the middle of the night and nobody, like nothing like that again, right? Like I'm within choices where I'm not giving on the choices that I really care about and I'm confining in boundaries that um, are safe and work with my integrity and ideals and values as a parent. But I can take the, you know, the, the hands off the wheel a little bit. So a lot of times I would give like that first week after school got out, you can stay in your pajamas till four. I don't care. You can eat popcorn for breakfast. I don't care. You can, um, I mean, the list is endless of the grace and the fun that I wanted to let my kids experience because they'd worked hard all year long. And so that is the other thing that I'm constantly helping parents understand. Give your kids carrots. Give them something fun to look forward to. Let it be the next thing. So I motivate. I have a carrot. I am all about positive reinforcement for the behavior that I want. I'm going to give you a, a perk. I'm going to give you something you want. I'm going to give you something you absolutely want to work for. That we are God designed that. We are made for abundance and more and for development and for, you know, closer to sainthood. That's how we're designed. So I am working in the flow of that always. Why? Because I want my job to be the easiest it can be. I am not a parent. I'm not a parent coach. I'm not an OT who wants to parent all the time. I don't. I have other stuff to do. I'm selfish. I have other interests. I have a million things I want to learn about, study, grow, exercise, spend time in my yard. I don't want to parent 
So I want to be effective and efficient and work with the flow of my kids. And so that looks like motivating them with something fun, with some good experience they are excited to have. And so it could be like, okay, we've got two more weeks till school's out and then we've got fun week and we're going to have bubbles in the backyard and we're going to build a fort and we're going to play in the sprinkler. And so I can give so much fun in that week. It doesn't have to be fun that costs a bunch of money. It doesn't have to be fun that even leaves my house. And I would encourage you parents, ask your kids. And so here is another um, choice that I would do with my kids. And this, my kids loved it. Okay, Tuesday of that first week of school, Catherine, that is your day. What do you want to do? We're going to eat what you want for breakfast. We're going to do the activities you love to do. We're all about you that day. You get to set the schedule. You get to be the mom. You get to make all the decisions. And they love that. They love that. It says, I'm seeing, you see me, you know me. You want to honor the things that I love. And if her older, Catherine's older brother, who's like, mom, that's totally not cool. I do not want to make pancakes that have, you know, uh, they're the shape of unicorn. And I don't want to do glitter art in the backyard. Well, um, I understand that. I hear you. And we're going to do breakfast because yesterday we ate breakfast and we were all about will. So it's allowing kids to experience, have to give compassion, understanding. And I mean, the look on Will's face, it would register like, oh yeah, y'all did play basketball in the heat for an hour with me. And we did pretend like we were the super power ranger, whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess I can do whatever Catherine wants to do. So The next day, it would be Rachel's day. And maybe the next day, we were going to have friends over. And so, parents, I encourage you to think outside the box. Do what works for you. Give your kids a say in that first week right after school gets out and see what they do. Because this also comes back to me all the time. Parents will say, well, I had no idea she could do that. Or I had no idea they could plan this and it was so amazing and this is what happened. And this is how you are learning and connecting with your kids. You are building those family bonds. And that pays dividends now and that pays dividends huge every year going forward. I want my kids to know, I know you, I see you, I know everything about you, and you can trust me to understand you as you get older and change. That's huge in those teenage years. In fact, parents, that time of building trust, showing your child that you understand their autonomy, their need to make choices, their need to be independent that they want to have a say in their life, when you honor that in these young ages of three to eight, that pays off huge in those teenage years. And um, I just had somebody ask me, they were like, you seem so hands-off with Will. He's 18. How, How do you do that? Like, I have to keep 
um, a thumb. She said, I have to keep a thumb on my son to make sure um, he's doing what he is supposed to do. And she may need to. I don't know. I'm not judging. It's not my place to to say I'm not in their family. But for me, I knew that the key time to be helping Will figure out how to make good choices, it doesn't start at 18. And I have had a parent tell me that, like, I'm just going to wait till college because it's so much easier for me to decide everything for my child to do and what to wear and all of that between now and 18. But then when they're in college, they can make all their own choices. No, they, they are not capable of making good choices at 18. And boy, let me tell you, those choices at 18 can affect the rest of their life. But if we're working now, when they are young, when they are with us a lot, when they are in our care, when they love parents, this is again, God's design. Like we're working in that developmental window when they love us, they want to spend time with us. So we're giving them choices. We're letting them figure it out. And if they fail, if they're like, oh, I wish I would have picked the red pajamas with the unicorn on them. And they start to cry. You know what? That's okay. You can wear the red pajamas tomorrow. The blue ones are fine. If if they're comfortable, if they're not wet, if they don't have a um, issue that is going to keep you from sleeping, keep the blue ones on. So that is teaching your kids, okay, well, I made a bad choice, but I can choose something else the next day. Do you see how that is also teaching your kids how to be okay with what life throws at them? And in all of this, our bodies are such a key part of it and how it's registering with our nervous system how our sensory system is taking this information in. And remember that God gave us our bodies and our senses. It's it's the window into our soul. It's how we bring out that invisible mystery that is each of us. It's how it's shown to the world. And so we have to understand how it feels in our body, because our body is such a key part of all of it. And so we have to be allowing room to make choices, to have boundaries, to allow freedoms to our kids, and to allow them to help and contribute to our family. I would love to help you If this has helped, if you liked it, please share it. Leave me a comment, a question. I'm here for all of it. Um, I coach parents all the time. You can head to my website, www.kellykshoop.com to connect with me. And good luck. I hope you parents have no more power struggles and have the absolutely best summer with your kids. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoop. 
That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much 